In a world where all the movies are about superheroes, two friends team up to talk about movies from a simpler time, a time before iPhones. They'll search for deeper meaning, mock things they don't like, and of course, there will be spoilers. Please join Terrence McHenry and Hollis Lazzarini as they get real nostalgic. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up? Oh, my gosh. Dude, yes. Gosh, if we left these things up, they'd be dusty Oh, right man. Now. <laughs> oh, gotta... it's crazy. <laughs> Let me blow it off real quick. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we're good. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, 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 what could this be? Yes. We just keep playing around with mm. this time thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been a minute since we recorded. Yes. We're both really, really stoked to be back. So excited. And this week, we watched... Mrs. Doubtfire. 1993. Nice. I was, let's see here, 21. Okay. Did you see this when it came out? Um, I don't think I did. Okay. I think I saw it once it came out on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia, if you... You know, if you don't know what know. that means, then look up beta. <laughs> or remember in... Oh, see, I might be dating myself more here in high school they had these vcrs and the tapes were fucking huge they were like oh yeah this mm-hmm. do you remember that yep. wow yeah and it's like you know to some people they think that you know one of the oldest battles to be is like between ios and android <laughs> no. if you dig just a little bit deeper it was vhs and beta it really was and, <laughs> and there was something before that too laser but... discs <laughs> that we grew up in i know (laughs) we've just been like it's like technology they're like oh that's gonna be around for a while done over yes yeah this one was uh directed by chris columbus chris columbus wow 1792 exactly (laughs) sailing the ocean Ocean blue Blue. (laughs) he came back around wow he 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 banged this one out (laughs) nice and the other thing I need to tell you, because mm-hmm. we got to get these things through, is the budget. Okay. $25 million. 1993, $25 million. Ton of money. It grossed in the U.S. $219 million. Okay, so it earned a little bit of that just back. A, a yeah, smidge. A just, smidge of that back. And then just in case that wasn't enough, worldwide, huh. $441 million. Wow. Robin Williams was earning. He sure was. He's an earner, damn it. <laughs> So we did something tonight that this is the first time we've ever done this. And yes. that's why you get two things. Two. <laughs> that's why you just get bare bones. Oh, cause, nice. Because we didn't go deep into the research tonight. Because what we do, we... We watch this movie together. Now, wait. I'd say Holly and I have been friends for a very long time. And we've very long watched time. many movies together in mm-hmm. this lifespan. But this is the first time that we've watched a movie together for the podcast. Yes. For Real Nostalgic. And so today was a special day for me because that was something that was important. And I, and I always liked um, doing it the way we had done it before because it kind of gave us our own perspectives of the movie. But I still think that even watching it together and laughing at it together and then this this movie I, I mentioned it was really an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Um, because it dealt with a lot of stuff that I didn't remember. It had been a long time since I'd seen this movie. But there were parts of it that stuck with me that we had talked about too, that I would use certain lines from the movie that came along. But like this movie was a really cool watch and I liked really watching it with you. It was really fun. Yeah. And I kind of remember it as more of a comedy, but it is yeah. more of a drama mm-hmm. or a dramedy, if yeah. you will. Yep. When there are those funny moments, it's always more fun to laugh with somebody yeah, else. No doubt. And of course, you have the best laugh. Oh, yeah. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope all of you have seen this movie. Oh, please. I We're both huge Robin Williams fans. No doubt. So I've seen most of, of what he's done. Me and too. this one, of course, it's it's all of those things like, when we get into this movie, we're immediately just with him. Yes. Seeing him do what he does. Best. Not only in life, but, you know, in this fictionalized film, he's this mm-hmm. really creative dad. Yep. And he's he's doing all the voiceover for this this cartoon. Yep. 
just nailing it. Yes, back and forth with both characters that you see on the screen that's right there in front of him. He's not only that, he's singing opera. Like, I mean, I'm not an opera professional, but to me, like, pretty much on point. Like, on the cuff right there. And he just banged all that out and then at the same time was doing the voices of both of these characters. And if you notice, there was a point where the bird and the cat are having like a back and forth yeah and he's seamlessly switching back and forth between both characters without making mistake now we didn't see the making of this and we don't know how many times it took to make that particular scene you know what i mean but it wouldn't surprise me if he was one of those ones that could bang a scene out like that oh yeah not nothing you know what i mean like okay let's go to the next scene robin you're fucking awesome like Let's do this. Yeah, you know it's almost I mean? like don't let him do too many takes because it's going to make it harder for me to choose later. Yeah. He just delivers gold. He does. It's so cool because in this in this scene, he, he comes across a moral conflict, mm-hmm. something that he can't go through with because, you know, as a father and as somebody yeah. who cares about the health and, and, and well-being of other children, mm-hmm. he, he basically challenges the producer and he's yep. like, no, I'm not. I'm no. not going to advocate smoking. Yeah, not you're you're promoting this to kids all over the world. Yeah, and you know, there's no way I can go and do this and not, and and or do this and feel good about it and feel proud of the work that I've done. There's no way I could do that. Is pretty much I think how I took it. Yeah, and the producer doesn't even believe him at first. Well, his producer's sitting there fucking smoking <laughs> a know, cigarette, right? dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you know, basically kind of doing the power play where mm-hmm. he's like, well. You know, if you walk out that door. Yeah, this is it. You're not going to work here anymore. He's like, okay, yeah. see you later. And he's like, be, 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 piss off, Bill, or whatever yeah. his name was. Oh, porky yeah, he rocked pig. off that porky pig. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and I love that. I did too. It's it's really cool. And then you see him immediately just go surprise his kids and pick mm-hmm. them up instead of having to take the bus. And yep. you see, like, how much he just loves his kids immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the second movie we watched now, too, with the station wagon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That was a time when the station wagon was a big deal. That was like the family vehicle. It was it was before the minivan, all that stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Everybody had those station wagons back in the day. What I always loved about those those was the, the the station wagons was that the back the kids would sit in. So it was a time before oh God, required seat belts and all that shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. so the kids would sit in the very back facing the cars that were behind you. And so you'd always be like, or making faces, making faces and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, that's what I always loved about those cars. Oh, yeah. the things gone by. You know? No more kids just making. <laughs> now kids would be back there like... giving you the finger. Oh, yeah, probably. totally. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so he 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 goes, he, he gets his kids and yep. it's his son's birthday. And even though he's breaking the rules, he knows he's going to piss his wife off. But he's yes. like, we got four hours before mom's going to even be home. We're just going to be a little sneaky about it. Yeah, we're going to have cool. a party. Yeah. I can clean it up. It's yeah. fine. The older daughter tried to 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 put in a little sense to him for a second, but she didn't fight too much. No, I think she was down for it in the end, anyways, and she was having a good time when they were doing it. Too. She was. Yeah, and it's and it's amazing because it's like he can't just he can't just have a little party. Mm-mm. It's got to be the whole neighborhood, for a sure. petting zoo. We've uh-huh. got streamers, loud yeah. music. It's crazy but wait, dancing his, on the furniture yes. his son wanted a stripper though i, I did want, oh, that's right. i did want to bring that up i, I love that <laughs> big surprise he's like, he's like a big surprise a stripper i was like yes <laughs> this kid could be my son i, I was so proud <laughs> in that moment for just a second i was like if i had a son and he said that to me oh my god like not yet son this is a moment right yes <laughs> and in true crabby neighbor fashion mm, somebody's got to always ruin it always you know, you lady, the like, party? like all you had to do was bat away a couple like geese and duck with a broom and a, and like a does rabbit. that really put you out like that much like it was a bunny rabbit and it wasn't the bunny rabbit from monty python search for no. the holy grail like come on it's what they expected yes <laughs> and 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 so it was just it was really unfortunate because it's like she's on the phone with the cops and then when yep. she calls the cops and she's calling her at work Miranda's pissed. She's pissed. I mean, I guess I'd be pissed too if I get a phone call. You know, like it's like, you know, I think it's embarrassing, right? She's like, 
hella embarrassed that this is happening uh-huh. and then she walks into you know the goat ate her begonias uh-huh. you know just one thing after horse another. in the house or excuse me pony in the house oh yeah and it's, then to see your husband and children dancing on the dining room table to what was the music jump around jump around house of pain jump around yes <laughs> i'm the cream of the crop i, I rise, rise to, to the, the top. top i never eat a pig because a pig is a cop no disrespect out there to the law enforcement out there we love you yes yes Th- this whole thing is um it's the final straw it is you and i talked about this at the end of the movie but might as well just bring it in right now we both picked up on an element that we never really thought about in this movie and this mm-hmm. is the start of this whole what this movie is really about and it's it a is. divorce it really is it's the end of their marriage as they knew it and it was a sad moment it was because it wasn't just a moment between the two parents unfortunately the kids were there and i don't know if the parents knew that they were sitting on the stairs and listening or not right. but they were fully a part of this whole conversation that turned from one thing to I want a divorce. Yeah. And that's a hard thing on kids. Like for me, my parents divorced before I was, you know, really too old to know the difference. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the relationship I had with my mom, it was just awesome. Like, and then my stepdad came along. So, you know, I had that father figure, even though he wasn't my real dad in reality, he's my dad and he always has been. So a kid's at that age, like, the little girl and then, you know, a, a preteen and a teen, like that that's tough on them, especially at that de- developmental time of yeah. their lives. And it's the the lack of understanding of, of everything that's come before, you know, that you could easily just look at like, oh my gosh, it's the party mm-hmm. that, you know, and it's not. Yeah. It's, it's actually not, not the party. It's it's everything else that, yeah. that they can't understand as kids. But mm-hmm. I almost feel like Daniel's also is kind of blindsided by it. Like, yeah. I think that it just never really occurred to him that he could push her too far, mm-hmm. even though he knew, knew he was pushing. Yeah. So he he looks kind of like so wounded and like, yeah. and it's a tough scene. And mm-hmm. I felt like, wow, like Sally Field and Ron Williams. Yeah. They really, they did. They hit me in the feels. They like, did. They tugged on your heartstrings yeah. for real, for real, you know? And it was, it, like you said, it was an uncomfortable, like sad scene. Yeah. And then when she said the word, like the words, I want to divorce it for reals made my heart drop. Yeah. And it made me have this feeling in my chest like, wow, like this is such a sad moment. And I didn't remember it like that. Me either. It, no. I totally didn't remember no. it like that. No, not at all. And but that's one of the things that I think that makes this movie so great mm-hmm. because it takes you on all of those emotions. Cause just a few minutes before that, you were laughing. You see him on the table right. with his hat cocked to the side and doing the dance move with his son on the table and it's funny. And then just a few minutes later, you're on the other side of it. Yeah. You know? But then like the next scene, I had to write down that when they're standing there and the kids are, are, you know, basically watching their dad move out and it's kind of a bummer, but mm-hmm. it was like, oh my gosh, right, 1993 fashion. Yep. Did you notice the little boy and his clothes are like three times too big. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he just looks like, it just is the weirdest look to me that it's just this small child in this mass amount of clothing and then I just noticed throughout the entire film, everybody's clothes, it's it's just, it's, a, it's loose. Yeah. You know, it's a loose look. <laughs> kind of drapey uh-huh. a little bit yeah. um really 90s defining that no early 90s mm. that early 90s swagger come on you loved it you know the other <laughs> thing about 1993 <laughs> tell me this film was also set in san francisco yes when people could afford to live there yes um no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 1993. his apartment that apartment right? yeah that was i don't care what she said she, she walks was, in she's like Ugh. Uh, that was a fucking sweet apartment dude i would love to live in that apartment in san francisco you gotta be kidding me and it was on a nice it was on a corner yeah it was it was tits, I, I will move in yes me too right now no 500 problem. bucks a month right <laughs> <I want> 1993 <laughs> rent okay yeah please that would be awesome so 
but then we're we're really i think we're put in a position to be on daniel's side the whole time because i think it's because he's that caring dad exactly you know what i mean he loves them so, so much, much and he just wants to be a part of their lives and wants and who to wouldn't be... want a dad like that dude that's what i'm saying yeah. because there's so many out there that don't exactly you know what i mean and he's doing everything that he can to be that dad and, and he's, he's being so limited fun and funny yeah. and like he brings levity to things like it's it's and he's creative and spontaneous mm-hmm. and and again it's it's not sustainable but even it's it's like no wonder they're right. all kind of intoxicated by each other For like sure. everyone's having a blast when yep. they're hanging out with dad they are it's just i don't know and so like that dinner moment you know when they're in his kind of it's a nice apartment yeah it's just like messy it's just moved in i mean he still has boxes around and stuff like that he's trying to get himself settled and you know you have to also i think look at the the emotion of what's going on in his life he's going through a divorce and separation and separation from his kids and stuff like that the last thing he wants to be doing is unpacking a house and doing stuff like that and so yeah i can see that maybe when she walks in it's not the pillar of a place that she would want her her kids to be but where's the fucking emotion where's your what is the word um empathy right like you asked this man for a divorce and it was a surprise to him and now you're gonna nitpick him and make him feel bad about where he's living and and isn't that what's so weird about watching divorce yeah is that it's almost like you have to distance yourself from the fact that you used to love that person. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you search for the things that are wrong yeah, so that you can distance yourself emotionally. Mm-hmm. And but it's they, also so sad to yeah. watch it. Yeah. And the sucky part is they were both doing it. Like, yeah, totally. He made the comment about her getting some type of intestinal thing. Mm. And then the son took it to the next level and really explained what that meant to the little girl. And she brought it around back to perspective, like, you want mommy to die? Like, it's like, oh. And he's like, oh, man. Like, no, I, I don't want mommy to die. And it's, and I think it's like, it's one of those things, it's like deflecting, you know? It's like in the moment, you want to spout out whatever, and it's just not, it's not what you really feel. It's just an emotion, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 funny how the kid can can help bring that back. I don't envy the situation. I'm sure it, it's complicated, mm-hmm. and I think that this film did such a good job of showing that yep. because at the end of the day, they're they're not neither of them are bad people. Not at all. And not at all. and so to watch them kind of go through what they do, mm-hmm. I don't know. It really hit that part. Really hit me so much harder this time. It's so weird. But anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> so then. He finds out that she's going to, you know, have in-home care and, and mm-hmm. tries to kind of insert himself, which makes yeah. sense. Like it totally. did actually make logistic sense for him to spend more time with the kids, pick them up, save some money. Like yeah. everyone kind of wins. And for she's sure. like, no. Yeah. Immediately. Not even like, well, she, I think she said she'd think about it, but you this, could tell. The look on her face. You could tell no. it was like, no, I'm, you're not even going to do that. <laughs> no. And he was so slick when he was like, well, can I see the ad? <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> and she turned his back and he put the wrong phone number down. Yep. He switched the phone number up. And then it was something we discussed. Like, they were together for 14 years. And he was making these prank calls the yeah. whole time. And I would have been like, Daniel, the fuck. You know, right. stop calling. Like, you really think I can't yeah. tell the tone in your voice? Like, even on. when you're doing an accent. Like, <laughs> Like, I know this is, you are a voice actor. Uh-huh. Like, this is what you do what for you a living. Do. But she fell for it. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> and, and he, you know, he does. He, he sets it up really perfect. He, he makes it seem like anyone who's responding to this ad is so not the right fit. The worst possible fit. Yeah. Like, yeah. it seems like even a, a couple times he almost, like, pulls her in for a second only to just, like, hit her with something so out there that she's, like, I, I, uh, she, yeah. I, just hangs the phone up. I uh-huh. can't even. Yeah. And then he even sits there and he's like, got the phone in his hand. He's like, ah, okay, now's the draw in. Yeah. Yes. Here's, you know, going for the kill moment. Mm-hmm. And then Mrs. Doubtfire emerged. He didn't even have her named yet. Nuh-uh. It was just, he just knew the voice. He, he knew exactly what, how he was going to do this in this really sweet, older British English mm-hmm. woman. Something, yeah. And Miranda's just like, when can you get here for an interview? Yeah. Like right away. 
She wanted her. Can we go have dinner? Mm-hmm. What is what is your schedule like? Yep. Let's let's do this. Let's make this happen. And then they met. In well, the... first he had to get his prosthetic face, yes. and we have the amazing montage of Robin Williams in various different oh yeah wigs and my favorite was the Barbara Streisand. It was good. Yes, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he literally looked just like her. It was fucking awesome. It whips around in the chair, <laughs> and the hair kind of goes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And they finally they they realize we got to go older and. Mm-hmm. And his brother is a master with with all of this, and and his brother's partner obviously mm-hmm. was also assisting. Mm-hmm. That was cute when they Aunt when they Jake. stop in the mirror and they're like doing the little yeah. they're singing into the mirror together, very adorable. <laughs> and Mrs. Doubtfire is born, shows up, meets Miranda. Little girl likes her right away. Totally, but it's he he was smart. He he played into the things that they liked, and he did it so so smoothly. That it was like he knew them, but he didn't. You know what I mean? Like he knew what to ask her about and played into the little girl and got her to like him immediately. Yeah. And then the son was the surprising because I I was kind of looking at it and I was like, I didn't remember the the older daughter being like the dagger thrower. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. I didn't remember that part, and so part of me at first was like, oh, the son will be the one that's gonna be like the the one that's kind of held off yeah but he he wasn't like he right away was okay with her like immediately and then the daughter was the one that was kind of like i'm not sure right because what did he say to her or what did he he's like he's like you're pretty big for a woman yeah like something like that the niners (laughs) (laughs) and he's like oh yes my dear i i play i play football." football But from but the, the real, the, the real things like soccer. And yeah. He's like, yes, I played for the ladies team, you know, and we a held captain. the championship three years. Yeah. And once he said that, the kid was, he was sold. Totally. He totally was. And the little girl or the older girl was like. Yeah, because they knew that, that dad was a ta- like an option on the table. Sure. And she was like not she, even happy not with, with mom. She's like, why do we need a babysitter? And she didn't give a fuck right there in front of Mrs. Doubtfire. That's right. Yeah, she threw her daggers right away. And he even tries to kind of like, <laughs> like, well, you know, yeah. is that maybe like, you know, which would have probably been a great thing. But but Miranda, she's not there yet. Like mm-hmm. she can't have him. I think she can't have him around no. her like that. Like, yeah. Terrence and I both looked at each other and we're like, he does not have any change to his eyes. No, no colored contacts. Like she doesn't recognize his yeah, eyes right away. Like, so what was so we say that, and mm. then the next scene is like the woman. It's um the employment. It's like a social worker for it's like him. a home visit. Yeah. yeah, she immediately meets Mrs. Doubtfire and she's like, oh, you two have the same eyes. Yeah, you have the same <laughs> eyes. She met him one time. Yeah, one time. Once, and spoke to him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then you read something about how uh, Robin Williams' own son oh, yeah. did not recognize him when he was in the Mrs. Doubtfire costume. It's true, so. until he spoke. Yeah. So this is a, a, it's just a really fun sequence. This was a sequence I remember loving mm-hmm. from when I was a kid, and it's Robin Williams darting back and forth between Mrs. Doubtfire and Daniel. Yes. You can feel, like, you can tell she's suspicious. She's very suspicious. Well, I think she's just one of those people that, because uh, I even mentioned at one point, it took a long time before she ever even smiled, and it was such oh, right. a, it was yeah, like yeah, a yeah. quick smile too. It wasn't very long, but she was just one of those people, like, because he told her that he he does voices, and she's like, "Excuse me, you do voices?" Yeah. She's like, "What do you mean you do voices?" And he does what Robin Williams does, and he bangs him out, and he's got all these different voices that he just does. And never does she once crack a smile during that whole time. And then she says, do you think that you're humorous? He's like, like, I did. I used to think so. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much anymore. Yeah, like she was that lady. You know what I mean? And then so when she came to the home, I think she came there feeling like this is another one of these guys that I'm going to, you know, gonna see him for what he truly is and he's not a good guy and all this stuff and then he meets Mrs. Stoutfire and so she's already I think in kind of a suspicious place as it is. Yeah. 
Um, and then, like you said, this is one of those most memorable, memorable scenes from this movie is that back and forth. Because, yeah. as you know, there's the later back and forth that ends pretty much everything. And it's a great example of like a comedy of errors mm-hmm. because it's just one thing keeps going wrong after the other, mm-hmm. which leads to the great moment. Mm-hmm. And they said something like they had to shoot when the mask falls and gets run over. Uh-huh. They had to shoot the falling of the mask to get it to fall right like 50 times or something. Wow. And that makes sense. Yeah. You know, something of that material would totally just yeah. fly all over the place. For but sure. So then we're without a mask. Mm-hmm. And now we got to make the famous tea. For sure. And it's, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire is literally like a bull in a china shop in, uh-huh. the, in the kitchen. Just every dish is getting clanged uh-huh. and she's running into things. And the social worker's like, can you I, need some help? Yeah. She's like, no, no, darling. <laughs> no, dear, no. No, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and and she just kind of comes in anyway. Mm-hmm. It's great because Daniel's like, he's like, I need a face, I need a yeah, face, I need, I need a face. face. <laughs> and, if, and there's a beautiful cake. It is. With only, did you notice there was a small slice out of I it? I did see that. Okay, good. And I thought, damn, did you really buy a whole cake? Uh-huh. Like. Luckily, he did. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like an odd thing to have mm-hmm. in the refrigerator now that I'm thinking about it. But no it works great mm-hmm. to to have the the frosting mass mm-hmm. and then that whole interaction because it's so gross when it the frost really is dripping, dripping off his face. Into her tea. <laughs> Blop. <laughs> oh, a, little, a little bit of sugar for you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bar. Would you like another dollop? <laughs> uh, it's but awesome. she's into it. Yeah. And that's when you, like you said, that's when she cracks that smile. Yeah. She puts it on her own face and she- then tastes it. <laughs> 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 and then she smiles. You totally did. Uh, it took him a while to break her. Yeah. And then you didn't see her again after that. No. No. So it must be like... Daniel's first day, Mrs. Doubtfire's first day mm-hmm. on the job, and decides to tackle, what was that, salmon? I couldn't even yeah. tell at the end of it. it I, I think it was, and but he was, he messed up by, I mean, it's tough when you're just trying, especially when he doesn't know what he's doing, and he's trying to go from the book to cooking everything at the same time, and it was just a bit much for him, I think. And then the oregano incident <laughs> was just terrible and burning and then he had to he had to come up with some kind of plan real quick mm-hmm. and he goes to the phone book that's something you youngsters need to learn what is the yellow pages the yellow pages i know it's like it's like the great white buffalo it? <laughs> it is <laughs> what is this yellow pages it's a secret it was before the internet guys <laughs> <laughs> And he calls a restaurant and orders all this, this whole meal. And it kind of backfires on him because it's like $135. Yeah. And so I, I I punched up the conversion. That meal today would have cost $232. Damn. For four meals. Mm-hmm. From it. I was like, why did he pick this fancy ass French restaurant? Like, yeah. Because he told her he was he was a good cook. That's that, true. Yeah, he told. But her. I started to think about it. I'm like, like okay, you're making three hundred dollars a month, or no, three hundred dollars. Was it a week? A week. And then at certain points, it's like, are you making any money? Yeah. At this job, mm-hmm. I don't know. No. But I don't think he cared. I mean, no. he was with his kids. Yeah, that it didn't really matter. Yeah. So, the other thing I kept thinking about was, you know, being aware of the fact that we're kind of on Daniel's side this whole time, Mm -hmm. but then kind of trying to step back and think like, okay, but let's look at what he's doing. Yeah. It is kind of creepy if you put a weird, a real world application on it. It really is. He's breaking all kinds of laws doing what he's doing. For sure. And I think that because it's their dad and like all of these things, you just kind of go, well, you know, he's not going to hurt him. mm -mm. He's not going to do anything wrong. But if he was a stranger. Doing that same thing. And the it's son so walked scary, in right? while he was standing yeah. there peeing. Like, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, this changes so much of it. But mm-hmm. it's like they do such a good job of setting up. We're on his side that yep. it's, it never really, unless you take it out of context mm-hmm. of this movie, it's like when I do that, I'm like, oh. Because yeah. at the end, or well, I won't jump to the yeah. end. But um, <laughs> so I just kind of kept thinking about that. Yeah. Well, especially what he's, 
in relation to Miranda, I feel like that's the biggest violation. That's yeah. why it's creepy. Yeah, yeah. She shares so much with him. She does. As much as it wasn't fair, when another one of my favorite scenes was when, so it's like we do the cute montage and we see how Mrs. Doubtfire is really integrated into the family and, mm -hmm. and all of that. And then there's this really great moment between Mrs. Doubtfire and Miranda when they're having tea. And Mrs. Doubtfire asks Miranda, why did your marriage fail? Yeah. It's kind of messed up because it's like Miranda doesn't know she's talking to her ex-husband, mm -hmm. but he gets this perspective he'd never be able to get. Mm-hmm. That's so true and yep. so genuine. She doesn't have to worry about his feelings. Yep. She doesn't have to worry about like how it comes off. Mm -hmm. And what she says to him is so true. Mm -hmm. And I just really love that moment because she yeah. was saying, she's like, the thing about it is, is that when I'm around him, I have to be so responsible and it makes me miserable and it makes me the bad one. And I'm so sick of being that person because yeah. it isn't who I am. Yep. That honesty, like I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And I thought that, it also kind of illustrated a, a, a moment of both of their individual growth because he really took it in. Yeah. And like he couldn't, it was almost like you could see like he couldn't really dispute that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It like, it kind of like, again, it was another moment where I was like, wow, what a, what an amazing opportunity. Totally. I agree with you on that point because like you said, and it's also, I kind of took that tooth to in that moment was, wow, this is like a truth hurts moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's giving it to you real, but she's giving it to you from a perspective that she doesn't think it's him, like you said. So she's her full honesty. You know what I mean? And yeah. like you said, it, it really is that moment, I think. And like you said, luckily he took it the right way because he could have been it could have gone completely different. You know what I mean? It, it could have blown his cover right then and there. He could have been like, what? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? So. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a, another one of those moments where it's, again, the kind of tugging of your heartstrings and it shows her vulnerability at that, that moment. Too. Yeah. He's still the whole time he is kind of fighting and orchestrating and plotting a little mm -hmm. bit to interfere in this budding relationship yeah. that she has, you know, and he feels, I think, like, like even through Mrs. Doubtfire is like, isn't it a little too soon, honey? Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Are you really going to be, you know... You know, giving away the the milk for free. Yeah. Like, are we doing that? And he really comes at her. He pretty much told her to shut shop down. Like. Yes, he did. <laughs> like that whole conversation. And she's like, "Well, how long was it? You know, before you were with some after Mister like, Doubt fired? Never. I, never. <laughs> it's over for me. Once the father of your children is gone, is gone and out it. of your life, that's it. Never again. Never again. Dang, Mrs. Doubtfire. Hey. Hold on. <laughs> that is very restrictive. Uh-huh. It's too much. <laughs> and um and it does, it does escalate like at one point, because Mrs. Doubtfire is pretty awesome, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like really, really does like yes. seem to be very helpful. But the scene where Miranda's trying on a dress for her birthday, mm -hmm. I was like, damn, Mrs. Doubtfire, you're a bitch. Yeah, you're kind of a jerk, dude. But like that... basically saying she's gonna look like skanky harlot yeah. in this hope, dress hope you waxed hope you waxed <laughs> and she just doesn't let up and it's it's just mean and it's so great because there's all these moments also with the kids where it's like out of the mouths of babes mm -hmm. and she just asks the girls again and they're like we like the black one yeah it's fun uh -huh. but you know what's funny is all the times that he's throwing shade toward that that guy she just kind of takes it with a grain of salt do you notice that she, she never does, yeah. she never fights it. She never I mean so every once in a while she'll give her like kind of a strange look, but she never fought it. Never like was like no, it's not he's not that kind of guy. Like no, you know what I mean? She just kind of listened to what Mrs. Doubtfire maybe it's a maybe it was an elder thing, I don't know, maybe. but she never never ever like argued it ever. Yeah. Not once. That is interesting. So yeah, they. I think they do a really good mix of mm -hmm. like, you know, the, having some dr some dramatic moments, yep. and then all and then all of a sudden it'll get really kind of lightened up, or yeah. they'll take that thing that's hard, yeah. and really make it funny, yeah. like the pool scene. Yes, yes, no doubt. Well, they come in and he's all up on the the high dive, and it's like, was he waiting there for them to come in? Did it he totally know they, felt like that. He gets up it there. totally yeah. did. <laughs> Show both doing his dive. This guy I'm, doesn't know how to do it small. No, and I love how uh, 
Robin, or excuse me, Mrs. Doubtfire's like, oh, that's liposuction, honey. And not all of us can afford a personal trainer. You yeah. know? <laughs> Daddy's stomach doesn't look like yeah. that. <laughs> and then Mrs. Doubtfire told, she's like, well, what kind of man? I always liked him short and hairy yeah. and funny. <laughs> Describing himself, of course. Exactly. I am the perfect man. Did you not know? You know. And and then it's so funny because, you know, Daniel, as Mrs. Doubtfire, is kind of realizing, like, why did I sign up to come to this pool yeah. right now? Like, yeah. what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. This is really awkward. Mm-hmm. And decides, like, screw this. You know, um, kind of makes some, pro- some protests about, mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, I'm going to go crisp in the sun. Yes. It's like, okay. I'm just gonna go drink at the bar. Go get some beers. <laughs> it's so awesome because the first scene, or the first thing, like, like it's just like in the cups, right? Like mm-hmm. totally in the cups, and the oh, girl yeah. in the bikini walks up. That, yeah. I forgot about that, <laughs> and so like it's almost like Daniel again forgets that, that she's or n- that he's n- in Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh-huh. You know, looks her up and down, totally checks her out, uh-huh. and then in a male voice says, "Let me get that." Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I know. No. <laughs> no thanks, Grandma. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Yes. And then it, I mean, it just, then a scene just like, you think, like, oh, great laugh. Yep. But no, there's more. There's more coming because it's my favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the scene where, uh, is it Pierce Bronson? It is, is that who it is? Yeah. Yes. Um, but he walks up to the bar and he's ordering drinks and he's talking to a buddy of his. And at first I had thought that this was going to be one of those scenes where he messes his own self up because he doesn't realize that Mrs. Doubtfire is sitting there. But he's actually kind of altruistic. You know, the guy that he's talking to is maybe speaking of the older person that he was like, oh, you're not the type to you know, date a girl with kids, you know what I mean? And he's he's like, you know, I'm I'm getting older and I don't want to die alone and you know, she's great and but she's got kids, but those kids are awesome and I love those kids and Mrs. Doubtfire hears all this and it still doesn't even register, I think, because hey, he's been sitting there downing beers and even the bartender at one point asks Miss Doubtfire, she's okay. Yeah. And he says, Give me another beer. And so he he has this whole conversation where I think that it shows that he's not really that bad a guy. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire still took it to the next level and he said all the things he said and just went to walk away, grabbed a because he, he also said some mean things about Daniel at that moment. And it wasn't even really mean. He's not saying he's a loser. He's yeah. just saying he doesn't have his stuff together right yeah, now. No doubt. I mean, clearly he's not. It's not a lack of love. And I and I feel like, yeah, it could be harsh if you want to take it that way. Mm-hmm. And because he's talking about you. Yeah. But like, really, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. But I think the beers had a good mixture oh, of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so when he goes to walk away, there's this, this like thing like a, it's like multi-tray holding like oranges lemons and limes and he grabs a lime and he just hucks it to the back of of his head dude like <laughs> it makes a good sound and everything it's like good like it was a thunk because it was like a full-on lime to the back of the dome for real and so i was like I, I always kind of mess the line up because I always said it was a drive-by fruiting. Mm-hmm. And he says it was a run-by fruiting. Yeah. Yes. And so I love that scene so much. It's like my favorite. And that's that scene of all these different scenes throughout all the years that had been since I'd seen this movie that is stuck in my head. I loved it because it was him as... Of obviously a male doing a very male thing dressed as an old woman. You know what I mean? And then Pierce Brosnan hit the look on his face is so perfect. Uh huh. And he looks at her and it's like, I know you did that, but I know I can't call you on it. But then I'm also kind of like not positive, but like it had to be you. Did you do it? And like, and I have to let this go right now, but like, why in the world would yes. you, why do you hate me so, so much. much? His name was Stuart. They called him Stu. That's right. Yes. Isn't a stew? <laughs> a more... thick soup? More like a thick soup? <laughs> His name's Stuart. 
Yeah, and again, but she's like she takes all these ribs from Mrs. Doubtfire and doesn't ever really. Yeah, it must be yeah. that elder thing. Like it's yeah. like you don't sass your grandma. Yeah, kind no of thing, doubt. You know, like so things kind of start to move in his career a little bit, yeah, and it's he's... all kind of like synchronicity, really. I love this scene. If if we're talking about the same scene where he, he's you know he's working at the place where he's got to ship films. Yeah. And, you know, he's working his butt off and he's doing all the things that he can do so that he can get out early and become Mrs. Doubtfire and be there for his kids. But he has that scene where he's got a bunch of films on like a dolly. And yeah. Walks into the room and they're filming this like kids educational show that's boring as fuck. Like dude's like super monotone. Yeah. Like and he's he just has this moment where he's just being honest and it's not him like being hurtful in the moment or anything like that. He's just being honest and he's like talking to some guy that he has no idea who it is. And he's like, who hired this guy? Like, you know, kids. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, and what's funny is, is he's so captivating to this guy and you can see it as he's talking to him and he's kind of in the moment, just explaining how he would kind of handle it, you know? And somebody comes up to him and says, Mr. Lundy, blah, blah, blah. And he, he realizes who he is. And he, he kind of makes a funny. And he's like, um, you know, Daniel, former employee. <laughs> 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 and the guy in Lundy's response was, yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, like, because I think he saw something in, in, that, in, in him at that moment. And, and and who would be that honest with him? Mm -hmm. You know, like if he knew who he was, he wouldn't have Nobody been. Nobody would have done that, especially in that type of industry. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, was, at that time, that industry was, I'm sure, full of many yes men. You oh, know what for I mean? sure. Like, yes, sir. Let's do this, sir. You yeah, do not want to lose your job no. in that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's rough. It so, really is. There's the next scene where he's just screwing around mm -hmm. and he's just doing what he does and being creative. And he's yep. making up all of these like fun little educational scenarios with the dinosaurs things that, that would captivate kids yeah and it was funny yeah like it was really really funny he was doing little raps like yep. what the i like the brontosaurus one yep. where he's like what was the song he re oh it was james brown yes <laughs> he's like don't eat meat big <laughs> feet <God> me. <laughs> <laughs> And Lundy, Lundy kind of, he happens to be walking by yeah. and he sees what he's doing and he is intrigued by it and he loves it. And he's like, that's what we're looking for. And he wants to meet with him and he, you can see that it's again, yeah, it's things are going to go in his favor. Yeah, it's like such a cool yeah. opportunity and, and unexpected. And mm -hmm. the dilemma then is that now um, Stuart it wants to take Miranda out for her birthday to this restaurant and he wants Mrs. Doubtfire there. Right. And it's at seven o'clock at the same restaurant that Lundy wants to meet up with Daniel. And Although so, I don't think Stuart really wants Mrs. Doubtfire. Probably not. But he's But like knows it's like you're part of the deal. Yeah. You're you know like You're a package deal yeah. with the kids and everything. So yeah. So I think he's trying to acquiesce and make his way in with Miranda by allowing Mrs. Doubtfire be there. But, and they totally like kind of pressure because mm -hmm. like, she says no, no, yeah. I'm not going to be there. I don't want to be there. And the little girl like puts it on her. Five year olds, and, yeah, right? Five. Like they just like they can rule the world. No doubt. Just one little like little bat of the eye. I know. She's like, do you promise? Yes. It's like, oh my gosh! Like yeah. you can't break a promise to not this little girl. Like, not at all. And he loves so her wrong. so much. You know. Yeah. So. And he says he'll be there. Yeah. And now he's got to play this role again. It's in, And you talk about, I mean, this guy is a great performer, but yep. this is going to be quite a thing to pull Tester, off. Yes. Like, well, I love they get to the restaurant and um, <laughs> they're seated and drinking wine. And I think it's awesome. And they're going through all their back and forth and everything. And then finally he can get to where, well, the little girl has to go to the bathroom. Right. And immediately Miranda wants Mrs. Doubtfire to take her, but the little girl says, no, I want you to take me, Mommy. And so she's got to. And then it's like that passing interaction where he's realizes, fuck, I need to get over to Lundy. Like, this is going to suck. And so he makes the phone call, which actually kind of saves him because he's like, there's one point when he looks over and he's like, fuck, he's over there. And he's pissed, yeah. like, because he's late. 
And so he's able to call, kind of smooth things a bit, like by saying, hey, I'm stuck in traffic, but I'll be there. And then he goes back and like brings it. Yes. Stuart. And okay. so, yeah. <laughs> and this, it was almost like for me watching this scene, it was like I didn't pick up on three quarters yeah. of the things that he had said to him. Oh, yeah. And was like, oh, damn. <laughs> and I, as a man, I'm like, dude, I wouldn't be comfortable talking like some old lady saying this shit to me. Like, so sexual. Yeah. So much sexual oh, innuendo. Yeah. Like, yeah. what was the last one, though, too? And it, you were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck, what was that? Oh, it was like, it was that one. It was like two steps too far. Yeah, like, it really oh, was. my gosh. Now it's really <laughs> creepy. So Robin Williams... All of that, uh-huh. trying to break Pierce Brosnan. Yes, improv, and just trying to, and it. I think it almost worked. It like, almost did. Yes. Oh, it was so close. Yeah. So then he has to go back, and he needs to get over to get to Lundy, and he so he's got to go back and change, and he's about to walk into the men's bathroom right as Miranda and his daughter are walking out. Natalie, she's like, "You're gonna." You're going to the men's bathroom, and he's like, oh, I need to get my glasses checked. (laughs) Goes in, and luckily he's the only one in the bathroom at this point, so he can lock the door and go through his change and put all the stuff on and comes out. Red blazer. Red blazer, Robin Williams. Sitting down. Sitting down to Lundy. He's like ordering a drink, and then you know Daniel comes up, and he's like, I'll have whatever he's having. Mistake. I don't think he heard what he was having. Right. And it was a double scotch. Yeah. Mistake. Like, mistake. So already had a glass of wine and now a double scotch. And now they're sitting there and they're drinking. And it was when, like, yeah, cut to. And then all of a sudden he had three empty had, glasses yes, in front of him. Yes. And so you're just like, oh. Oh, dude. And so they're doubles. So you're like thinking like eight drinks at this point oh. deep. And a glass of wine, and then he's got to go back and be Mrs. Doubtfire. He's got to do this this back and forth, it and is, it's hilarious. It's so great when the second, I think it was the second change, it's after the scotches, uh-huh. and when Mrs. Doubtfire comes out of the bathroom, I didn't notice it before, but Robin Williams does this really subtle weave that we've all done when we're too drunk and you think you're walking the straight line and you're like you do the correction yes it was it was was awesome it was so awesome (laughs) so awesome and then goes to try and sit down and misses the chair chair all together (laughs) right down thump and they get her back up and then boom again like oh it's so funny and i think (laughs) Because she hustled back over there, or Daniel hustled back over there because they were waiting, like, him and Han about yes. ordering. Mm-hmm. And so then they order, and we hear, oh, what's this now, sir? Yes. What's this now, Stu? You yeah. are allergic to, to what? Pepper? Oh, You're pepper, pepper, you say. Okay, so you want that jambalaya. Mm-hmm. Not spicy. No. No, no, no spices, because he's allergic to pepper, y'all. Just lock that away in uh-huh. the gray matter. And then yes, yes. I think we've got another shift, mm-hmm. except when you had pointed out, like, when we were watching it, that when... After the scotches, Daniel throws like half the bottle of perfume to -hmm. cover the smell of the booze. Yep. And then goes back to the table and then comes back again and is now basically drunk. Yep. And still has lipstick on and Uh reeks of women's perfume. Yes. And Lundy's like, are you you wearing women's perfume? Daniel's like, yes. And are you wearing lipstick? Well, yeah. He's like, why? Why? (laughs) He's like, it rubbed off it was it was the perfect answer so good it was so good and he was like rubbed off he's like well you know an ex-girlfriend's a waitress here and you know we ran into each other and she couldn't keep her hands off me and right lundy's into it he's like oh yeah it's like like helping his whole his whole yes like the chance to get the job like this is really playing well oh yeah and lundy's like do you think she has a girlfriend and you know he's i think at this point daniel's drunk yeah and so he's like, oh, you know, it's the 90s. They're, they're into anything these days. You know? He's like, no. no. I mean, like, a girlfriend for me. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was great. And then he goes back to make the change to Miss Doubtfire. Actually. Right? 
Oh, right. Because, see, they talk about that. Yeah. And then he's got to go back yep. to the kids and the family. Yep. He goes back and he makes the change. Yep. But he's so drunk at this point that he comes back to Lundy as Mrs. Doubtfire. But before coming back to the tape, because, yeah, that was oh, totally right. what, what he needed to do was yes. go back over and then gets confused because the distraction was in the kitchen. Yes, he had to get in there and pepper up the jambalaya because he heard him talking about Order 39, which was their table. And it was such a drunk move. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's that it's that moment where it's like, Again, I think about it, and it's like, that is really fucked up. Yeah, and he you added know, a he has lot, an too. He yeah. added a lot of pepper to it. Like, I saw that. But then you like, go, Ooh. like, from that drunk perspective, you might think it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny. It'd be yeah. like, I don't like this guy. Like, you can yeah. justify it in, your, in a way your sober mind can't. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, he gets all distracted by that, ends mm-hmm. up back at Lundy's At table. Lundy's, dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire and talking as Daniel. <laughs> you know, and he's yeah. just like, he's like what? oh, he's like, he's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> He's like, Daniel, is that you? He's like, yeah, what? Yeah, but... He's like, why are you dressed as a woman? And it clicks with Daniel in that very it's second. So fast. But even he's so drunk. fast. And he's like, I'd like you to meet the new host of your show. And he's like, oh, you know, and I'm a hip hop granny. And it was, it, he, <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. It really was. And Lundy loved it. Totally. It's like, it's like, what an interesting way to unveil this. This guy, I was intrigued by him, but now it's like, now it's like, oh my God, you've got this character even like, give me a, yeah, this is awesome. And I would have watched that show. I'd, in my twenties, I would have probably watched that show. (laughs) It looks fun. No doubt. But then it's like, it's like in that moment, again, it's like, here's this personal high for him. This like, mm -hmm. everything is actually really, really clicking really well at this table. Yep. And it's almost like, oh, yeah, but you forgot what you did in the chaos over there. And he looks over and Stuart's eating. And once Stuart starts choking. Yeah, he has to go over there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, He does. He busts the the move over the banister. Oh, (laughs) dude, that was an awesome granny move. Let me tell you. So amazing. I would love to see that in life. (laughs) Like, that would be so cool. No doubt. Gets over there and... Not the choking part. Not the choking part. But uh, applies the Heimlich maneuver. It takes a few goes. And as he's really trying... He's really trying to save Stuart's life. And he's like... There was even a moment before he ran over and he's like... Oh my... It's like reality. Yeah. Oh my God. I I I could kill him or I killed him. And it's like a sobering moment. So much. In that moment. You know, like all of a sudden like, oh shit. I did that. I did fucking wrong. Like this is... I got to do something. Yeah, I and can't so, actually let him die. Yeah. Like, that's horrible. And so he, uh, but if you remember early in the movie, I think he mentions that he knows the Heimlich maneuver as mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire because she says something about her being CPR certified, blah, blah, blah. Goes over and it takes a few pumps and them falling backwards yeah. onto him before that whole shrimp comes out of Stuart's mouth. I know. And I, you said, damn, you need to chew more. <laughs> dude, <laughs> it was a whole fucking shrimp, whole dude. Shrimp. I mean, maybe he he tore off the bottom. None of it was chewed. No. It's like None he just it. was going to swallow that thing whole. <laughs> and I don't understand that. I mean, it maybe, looked like the size of a small scallop. Yeah, like maybe it was... it was the fact that it was like the pepper on it and he was just trying to yeah. Get it down. Like, or like he breathed in, in some of the pepper yeah. or something, and then it like, yeah, uh, yeah that's what I don't it, know. but that was ridiculous. It was a whole fucking shrimp, for Absolutely real. Absolutely ridiculous. And the, the amount of inertia that yes. like, is <laughs> being, you know, with the Heimlich over there was, uh, was crazy. It knocks the wig off, the mask the is mask pulled is up is in both ways, off, yeah. and like, and the little girl just looks up and goes, Daddy? Daddy? Like right away, yeah. And it's, it's also this really sad moment. In, in this weird way. Yeah. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, God, I, you know, that was really a, an interesting scene because when it all kind of comes down, it's like this mixture of emotions. Mm-hmm. So you've got the little girl realizing everything that's happening. It's kind of been a lie. Yeah. yeah. And then, and it's just like the confusion, like, wait, like, you're my dad. And yeah. then the kids knowing, like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose this time with him now. Yeah. And then, but the best reaction at the table for me is Miranda's. Yeah. And she's like, Daniel? And then she's like, wait, the whole time? Yeah. The whole time? The whole, whole time? time? Yes. <laughs> and it's so great. Yes. Because it's like, it, it to me, it kind of plays like, like 
as she's processing it and also realizing like the ways in which she could have figured it out but almost didn't want to. Yeah. Because there, there are moments in the movies when she, in the movie where she looks at him and you think she's about to figure it yeah. out. She sees it and then she goes a different route. Like there's a couple times when it's like that. For and sure. It's, yeah. And then all of a sudden in this moment, she's just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that it's like all that, def- like all of what you were talking about where she's just kind of like. Oh, you know, let that slide. Oh, let that slide. But mm-hmm. like it did have an impact. Yeah, no doubt. And then she's like having to realize like you've been interfering with my personal life mm-hmm. in this way. Like you've been spying on me essentially yeah. and trespassing yeah. and like not respecting me at all. Yeah. And then also like I kind of wanted to not see it. Yeah. And it it's just I don't know. Wow. It was really, really amazing. And yeah. it's like she's angry, but she's also a little embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Because she was fully honest with him, and I don't think she would have been like that to him fully. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we discussed that earlier. Yeah. She was so knowing that it was Mrs. Doubtfire that she kind of let her guard down, and I think she felt, I don't want to say betrayed, like maybe like. She was definitely deceived. Yeah, deceived. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and intruded upon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like trespassed upon. And almost. and from somebody that she basically like, you know, when you ask someone for a divorce, it's because you don't want to share those things anymore. Exactly. That's really kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. And well, that I think that's what complicated is it. Yeah. Is it there's this aspect that came from him mm-hmm. through Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Like they even mention in, in the movie that it's like Miss Doubt, Mrs. Doubtfire brought out the best in all of them. Yep. Including Daniel. Yeah. And you know so I mean? it's like you can't deny that part. And it did benefit your life and your family. Mm-hmm. But then it was a lie. Yep. And, it really was. And on top of everything else, it's her birthday. Yep. <laughs> like and it's her birthday it. dinner. Like what is going on? And it's funny now that you say it, it starts with the birthday and ends with the birthday. Oh my gosh. It totally does. Yep. That's so funny. Yeah. And so then there's like. The next really bummer, sad, sad scene, which is the courtroom. Yeah. It's been three months. What's bad is, the bad part about it is he's actually done everything that the court has asked of him to do. And he says that. And he actually did it ahead of that time. And because of what he did and the legality of it, it really messed it up for him. It sucks because, again, he just wanted to be a dad. And he just wanted to be a part of his kids' lives in any way, shape, or form that he could. And if that meant being Mrs. Doubtfire, then hell-bent he was going to be Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. And it kind of all collapsed on him when it seemed, like you said, everything was going great for him. Yeah. And then now it's back to just Saturdays, and now it's supervised. When he's giving that speech to the judge, and, like, because we as the viewer, we, we know it's true. Yeah. And it really, like, hits you in the heart again it where does. he's just talking about, like, I know it's not normal and I know that it may not make sense to you, but like I am addicted to my children. They make my life worth living and I have to be near them. I I have have to to see them. And like you've pointed out and I'm just, again, it's like, because this is not what we've seen, Mm -hmm. you know, this is not the normal thing to have a dad that is this pumped to be like, to be a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it's like, you're like, damn, like that would be great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If, more dads were like that. Seriously, and the courts should recognize that. Yeah, they and should then see those things. And it's so sad because it's like, from the judge's perspective, he's so he's, he's so straight right. up. Yeah, like I want to believe what you're saying, but it could just be another act, like from you've been actor. doing yeah. for the last two months. Yeah, and he can't look at, at what he did and just be like, "Oh, it's fine," because you're you're just a father that wanted to spend yeah. time with your kids, like. It was deception, like you said. It's the right word. Yeah. It's deception. He deceived them. And the kids in the beginning, the the mom, everybody. And then it all came to that fruition. And you're right. The judge had to do what he did. Yeah, he really didn't have much choice. Yeah. And so then it's like, now we have to live with this new reality. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just really bummed out about it. I love that scene where they're talking about how they miss Mrs. Doubtfire and like mm-hmm. all these different ways. And and Miranda says, we can't miss someone who never existed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the TV you don't know is on you in go, the background. Hello. And I, it, 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 I forgot about that. And yeah. I was like, 
did he somehow get in the house <laughs> as Mrs. Doubtfire and just show up again? Like, I was like, what? He's ducking in the back door. Hello, <laughs> dear. Oh, my gosh. And so they walk into the, the living room and in the armoire is the TV and who's on there. It's Mrs. Doubtfire and she's on her educational show that she's, yeah. she's doing. And I felt like like there's they, they kind of flash to Miranda and mm-hmm. I and I, I feel like in that moment it was she's almost relieved that Mrs. Doubtfire exists in yeah. some way. Yeah. Because she was a good and is a good presence. Yes. Like like, like you just said, you know, like I'd watch that. Like yeah. she's fun. Like she's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and look, she did everything she did. Like, like there's a point when Miranda's like, you know, every like every the kids are doing great with with Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, the, everybody's grades are up. Like it's awesome. And 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 so yeah, it's like she's. It's almost like a relief that yeah. Miss Doubtfire actually really exists. And I and I love I love that like to me it kind of you know of course I'm projecting a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't in the movie but it's like from this perspective of you know to go through a divorce Mm -hmm. you need to distance yourself emotionally which might mean that you need to irrationally hate the person you used to once love Mm -hmm. but then he makes something happen that's good for him and it's like in that moment she also is like proud of him yeah. And I loved that yeah, because no it's like it brings you back to something where it's like get back in touch with your heart. Mm-hmm. Like you did. This is the father of your children. Yep. He's a good father. Yep. He's not a bad person. Nope. And and it, she kind of comes back to that. And it's yep. like I loved that. I did too. I really did. And so she obviously does what she does and gets everything reversed. I don't know how you could do something well, she, like but that. The scene, I wanted to talk about that last mm-hmm. scene. Because it was the only time where I really kind of turned on Daniel for just a minute. Yeah. And she shows up and he's he's been recording and he's like, she's like, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and after he's changed and it's like he has a moment where he just kind of wants to blame her for everything. Yeah. And he doesn't want to take any responsibility for yeah. the fact that like there's a lot of the share of, of all the things that mm-hmm. led him to that moment. And, and it's like he just has this really willful kind of. He's like, you ripped my heart out. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, like she intended to mm-hmm. harm him in this way. And it yeah. was like, actually, like, you need to see that you had your share in it. For too. sure. For and, sure. and just so for one moment. And then when she basically is like, she kind of takes the high road and mm-hmm. she doesn't, she doesn't take the bait with him. And yeah. then she just kind of says like, look, you need them. They need you. Yes. And for her to be that bigger person in that moment and to not make it be a thing like it's like she's she's like grown past it somehow. Yeah. And and is able to extend that grace to him because yeah. she can see that, he's that it's like dad. his lifeblood. Yeah. And that her children suffer yep. for not having them yep. for having him around. And no and if you have that kind of goodness, like, why would you not nurture that? Yeah. Like, it it's important. And as I said, this is one of those movies that takes you on an emotional roller coaster from the very beginning to the very end and the ups and downs and the like you said, the tugging of your heartstrings and it just makes you feel for them and their whole situation and everything that they're going through. And in the end when she opens the door and he's standing there and he's gonna be able to be the dad that he wants to be and they're gonna make it work without being together and yeah. You know, and I just think it's such an awesome thing, and you yeah, know, it's possible. It's 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 possible to make those things happen. And and it felt impossible mm-hmm. in the beginning, like they couldn't find any common ground, and that somehow, just by accepting certain things about the other, mm-hmm. and then just trying to look at the best interest of your children. Yep. You know, yeah. when my parents got divorced, one of the things that you know I wasn't privy to at the time was. They sat down and they had a conversation. Yes, this was an ending, mm-hmm. but that they were going to still have a commitment between them to be good parents to me. Nice. They stuck to that. That's awesome. And I think that it's really awesome because it's like, it is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, of course, like, you know, when you, when you, when relationships don't work out, like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. At yeah. least for somebody, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, like at not at least one side. <laughs> exactly. Like at least somebody's upset. Mm-hmm. But um, I really liked it. I did too. This is a great movie, and 
you know, we were originally going to do uh, the movie oh, Dead, Dead Poets Society. Society. What happened, guys? <laughs> Wait. It's my fault, you guys. Okay, here, I I really, I like I said, I'm a fan of Robin Williams. I mean, I, I, I was born in the 70s. I watched Mork and Mindy religiously. I loved it. I even liked his really obscure roles where he played um, more dramatic roles. And like I was telling Holly, you know, they're, I don't think there's a lot of actors that can cross genres like that and do it so well. And he was one of those ones to do it. I could not get through Dead Poet Society. I, I, I tried. Yeah. I had that movie for how long, Holly? Uh, I don't know. It was probably at least like a month at because I was month. like working on the website. Yeah. At that point. yeah. I, I tried watching it multiple times and I could never get through it. It was just, and I, I, I tried to, to figure out what it was. And I'm, it wasn't that the movie was too smart for me. Like I couldn't understand, I could fully understand it, mm-hmm. but it was just, I don't know, too dry for me. I, okay. I don't know if that's the right word. Was it slow? I haven't seen it for so long. It's, it was, it's pretty slow for me. Yeah. And, and then I, I just, like I said, I just couldn't watch it all together. And, with that being said, we are going to do that movie at one some day, point. And I'm yeah. going to watch the whole thing, I promise you guys. But this was a much better. Oh, this was so much more fun. And I actually it. think it works a little bit better after doing um, Goodfellas. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. That was. It was a lot of fun. We should we do that every now and again. Watch a movie together. Yeah, and for, do sure. It? for sure. That was fun. For sure. So. It's your pick. Uh, how about uh, why don't we do Beverly Hills Cop? Nice. Is that a good one for yeah. you? I like it. You down with it? Yep. Okay, let's do it. it. Yes. All right. Nice. So thanks, everybody. Yes, thank you so much, all the people that have listened to our podcast now that we're on iTunes and Stitcher and all these things. It's so exciting. Keep downloading, you guys. We love it. We love giving you more, and we're going to give you as much as we can. Heck yeah. We really appreciate you. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for downloading. We hope you liked it. Real Nostalgic is produced by Hollis Lazzarini with additional support from me, Terrence McHenry. Our logo was designed by Carissa Westfall. Please check out our website, realnostalgic.com. Like, share, subscribe, and write to us. We'd love to hear from you.